fear that the state of disaster funds to deal with the energy crisis will be another piggy bank for the tenderpreneurs and ministers. Now, confusion reigns are after the DA announced they would go to court to challenge President Cyril Ramaphosa's declaration of a national state of disaster to deal with the country's energy crisis. Now, the party previously called on the president to take the same action to end Eskom's rolling blackouts. And opposition parties are concerned that the money made available to deal with the crisis will enrich tenderpreneurs and corrupt officials instead. And for more reaction, we welcome out to CEO Wayne Duvenage uh, this afternoon to talk to us a little bit more about this. Wayne, good afternoon and welcome to the show once again. Good afternoon. Nice to be with you. Same here. So I'm sure you watched uh, the Sona yesterday. Your views on the decision to declare a state of disaster? Uh, 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 highly inappropriate. It's an unnecessary mechanism to deal with this matter. The Energy Act gives the uh, ministers and the powers that be all the authority they need to ensure that we have energy security, that we deal with emergencies and procurement already. So this is this is just uh, not unacceptable. And quite frankly, our our concern is, as you said in the, in the opening. Um, you know, states of disaster mm-hmm. then starts to set aside, uh, you know, environmental impact assessments, uh, economic impact assessments on the country, and <clears throat> and that starts to enable uh, them to make decisions on, for instance, car power ships. Now, these are 20-year decisions that are going to encumber this country to probably half a trillion rand at the price of gas right now. Uh, so it just doesn't make sense and we believe that uh, this does need to be challenged and we've got our lawyers looking at it and uh, Mm -hmm. seeing what is the angle that we can challenge this on. So do we have any more details um, on what this would actually mean for the ordinary citizen and businesses particularly? Well, no, we don't. It's very brief and... uh, and it doesn't really spell out the need for this. Uh, now, I mean, one can't one can't imagine what that means. You know, in the in the case of the COVID pandemic, well, uh, quick, urgent laws will be put in place, stay indoors, uh, and all of that. But we don't understand how a state of disaster is going to address the energy crisis. Uh, mm. You know, they do switch off our electricity already. Already. Uh, in, mm-hmm. stage, in, in, in load shedding in various stages. So, you know, one can't understand where a disaster a declaration, state of disaster, is, is going to change anything, quite frankly, other than lowering the uh, thresholds that government has to go through in order to introduce um, new uh, urgent uh, technologies like uh, or solutions like car power ships or let's say for instance we don't have to do the environmental impact assessment to do fracking in the Karoo we're going ahead it's irrelevant what uh, what the impact on the environment is going to be or the country's economy or we're now going ahead with seismic drilling off uh, off Cape Town uh, Bay you know uh, and, and that's it and no one can stop mm. us that's the, that's the concern you have so there's been talk, or the president announced yesterday, that another minister, this time for electricity, is going to be placed in the presidency. Is this an indication that the president has little trust in the ministers like Gwedi Mantashi and Praveen Kodan? Yeah, I think it does say that, and it does say that he doesn't have a clear plan. Uh, you know, we've seen this before in businesses where 
you are found uh, you are floundering for solutions so you start throwing people at the problem and that's not the way to go about it because what it does do is it causes more confusion it 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 shrouds the whole accountability who's accountable for what puts a big gray area uh, over this so you've got the department of minerals and energy uh, resources um on uh, one side, the MRE under Gwede Mantashi, you've got Praveen heading up DPE, who's the shareholder of Eskom. Uh, you've got an Eskom CEO and a board there, and now you've got a Minister of Electricity uh, reporting directly into the presidency who's going to you know, deal with our energy crisis. So now you've got three centres of responsibility for energy, and who's going to be doing what? And who's accountable for what? So really, uh, the long and short of this decision, it just shows even more how confused government is in dealing with this, how indecisive they are in holding people to account who don't get it right in their various positions. And he should really be fixing up those ministries, bringing in experts, putting them into the organization, and then dealing with the other things like corruption and sabotage. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, it's just the mind boggles. Uh, it, it, it doesn't make sense, and it sends a clear message of mistrust. Any idea who he has in mind for that position? Wouldn't know. Wouldn't even begin to know <laughs> what that person's powers are and, and how this is going to roll out. It's a strange, very really strange. Mm-hmm. So what do you make of the drama before the president delivered his sona yesterday, the sight of the EFF members storming towards the stage where Ramaphosa was about to deliver his uh, address? I think it just goes to show we have a parliament of low EQ. We have immaturity. We are the laughing stock of the world. You have the world watching this. And they must be looking at South Africa and say, well, how do you invest in a country where you have a circus that unfolds, where you have that type of behavior with a large component of your uh, electorate's uh, representatives in in Parliament? I mean, uh, really, this is populism at its best. This is, this is a, a, a political party that is that is populist and looking for votes uh, in, with cheap shots. Uh, you know, I hope I hope the electorate are watching that and saying, yeah, you know, we really got to move on. I mean, nobody worries. We're not opposed to robust uh, conversations that take place in Parliament and you know, challenging the law. Mm. But when you behave in that manner, well, it's quite embarrassing, you know, uh, to 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 say you're South African sometimes when you when you watch how our parliamentarians form and behave mm-hmm. was there anything in the sona that gave you hope that we will see in crisis here in south africa well you know um the, the few things that he did say like you know tax incentives for people who are now going to uh, become more independent on the energy grid and and allowing the ipps independent power producers more scope to get involved and and putting in the infrastructure to get energy from the Northern Cape. I mean, those are those are all good things, but those are things, quite frankly, that should have happened years ago. There was a lot of repetitiveness in the um, in, in the Sona speech on things like making it easier for business to do business, removing the red tape, getting third party onto the uh, rail link to the rail, rail lines to to bring about better service delivery. For us, it was a repetition of stuff that should have happened. It's been repeated so often. So there was very little to be to take away from this, to feel uplifted and say, wow, now we're going in for for uh, some real good 
change of heart and and, and uh, implementation of new strategy that's going to change things. None, none of that really came to the fore.